Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sholem Adorshem Shloshim Yom. And today is the 15th day in our quest of learning all about the holiday of Pesach Mesech So today we are on Mishnah of Perik Shishi. So this Mishnah speaks of, this Mishnah and the next Mishnah, these two Mishnahs, speak of Korban Pesach. So let's say our Pesach, or Shabbos, lines up there, Pesach. And you have to do Korban Pesach that day, or have to prepare for it, etc., stuff like that. What can you do that... What can you do that overrides Shabbos? So it lines up with Shabbos. What overrides Shabbos and what doesn't relate to the Quran Pesach? So let's get right into it. These are matters related to the pass to the Quran Pesach that override Shabbos. The Paschal Lamb that overrides Shabbos that Docha Esa Shabbos. So you know, you're wondering where do we learn that um shot that that where do we learn that this Quran Pesach overrides Shabbos? So it's from this idea that. Uh, very clearly stated in the Torah that you have to do things in, in, in that you do these korbanas in their zmano in their moado. Our real body goes a little more into us, but here we know that that you have to either way do this, even though it's Shabbos. So, what are the specific things that override it? So, the slaughtering of the animal, the sprinkling of its blood, the cleaning of its intestines, and the burning of its fats. You can all do those on Shabbos because those are that's the only time you can do it. You can't. You have to do it on Arab Pesach during the day. So it has to be during Shabbos. You can't wait till after. Aval, aval. But however, it's the Yosova, Adachas, Vav, and as has Shabbos. However, roasting or washing its intestines do not override Shabbos. What's the reason for that? Because it is done, because you can wait till after Shabbos to do those certain things. Hard cup of soap, have a so me, it's the Carrying the Quran Pesach through a public domain doesn't override Shabbos. Does not override Shabbos. Similarly, bringing it from an outside Shabbos area or cutting off its words does not override Shabbos. But Rabbi Eliezer disagrees. Rabbi Eliezer, oh, Meridochin. Rabbi Eliezer says it does override Shabbos. So this next mission explains Rabbi Eliezer's opinion with a little bit of Mach Lokas is between three different Rebbe's. So, a little bit of the introduction and some context to different types of Shabbos breakage. So, there's Malacha. So, Malacha is, we get this, get these Malachos, the 39 Malachos, from Avodah Dan in the Mishkan and in the base of Mekdash. So, there, so these type of Malacha, this type of forbidden labor, the ones that we get from base of Mekdash and Mishkan, they're all deraisa, so they're a little more. They're not stri- more stringent because all malachah on Shabbos is forbidden, but they are held at a higher degree than something called shevus, which is the rabbanon. So Eliezer is comparing two things: one is shevus, and one is uh, uh, normal malachah deraisa. That to prove his point. So he says, "Oh my, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer says." <clears throat> Hello, Dean. Who is it not logical? Mayim Shrita Shehimishu Malacha Docha Esa Shabbos. El Shemishu Shebus Loyichu Esa Shabbos. Is it not logical if slaughtering, which would normally be forbidden, as labor, as a Daraisa labor, override Shabbos? Shouldn't these, these Shebus, these, the Ravanan labors, shouldn't these be allowed to override Shabbos as well? Because if something that's Supposedly more stringent is allowed to override Shabbos. Shouldn't something less stringent, shouldn't something more makeil, not override Shabbos? Or shouldn't something more makeil also be able to override Shabbos? 
So Rabbi Yoshua disagrees. Rabbi Yoshua says him or responds him. Omar lo, Rabbi Yoshua, Yom Tov Yachiyach. Yom Tov Yachiyach, let the festival prove this. Yom Tov Yachiyach says. Shehi tiru bo mishum alacha ve'osur bo mishum shevus. Um, he says, for they permitted labor, malacha, on the festival, and forbade activities, forbidden because of Shabbos. So Rabbi Yoshua is responding to Rabbi Eliezer and saying that because of the issue of work, uh, he's talking about the work, issue of work on a festival. So he's saying that gener- generally, on a festival, it is, permitted, it is permitted to slaughter an animal and cook it because one is allowed to prepare food on Shabbos. So, these activities were permitted even though they were forbidden labors. Nevertheless, when it came to issues of Shevus, for instance, carrying something from outside the Shabbos border, the Sochamim did not permit this type of activities on a festival, on the, Sh- on the Shabbos, on the Shantav. Therefore, it makes sense in the case of the, Pes- of the Pesach offering for the sages to be strict with regard to, Shevu- uh, to Sh- Shevus infractions and lenient in regards to forbidden labors, to Malacha. So Rabbi Eliezer responds, and Rabbi Eliezer says, "Come on, Rabbi Yeshua, come on, man." He says, "Maza Yeshua, what is this, Rabbi Yeshua?" Mara Yeshua Mitzvah. Reproof is the voluntary act in respect to a commandment. So he's saying, "Your analogy is not good. Your mashal isn't good. You're saying pretty much that you're comparing preparing food, which is a voluntary act, to an actual mitzvah. You can't do that because the Quran Pesach, you have to do it to mitzvah del raisa." So Rabbi Akiva clears this thing, clears this up. Rabbi Akiva. Says, Heishi Rabbi Akiva ve'omar. Rabbi Akiva answers and said. So, a little bit of context. He's talking about sprinkling purification water. So, what does that actually mean? What does that have to do with this? So, purification water. So, if you come in contact with a dead body, with a corpse, you have to sprinkle. So, so before Pesach, at least, um, you sprinkle purification water, purification water on you, um, to be able to eat the Quran Pesach. So, yeah, let's go into it. So he says, So let's spring waters prove it, which is performed only because it is a commandment and forbidden only as a Shavuos, yet it does not override Shabbos. So, you two off, ata al tis ma. So, you too do not wonder at these, though they are required on account of a commandment and they are forbidden only as Shabbos. Yet, they do not override Shabbos. So, Rabbi Akiva is using a different mashal to make a new one. He's making a new analogy. So he's saying purification waters are sprinkled on a person who is, con- uh, she's, always, she's talking about the purification waters uh, who are sprinkled on the person who have been in contact with the corpse. So let's say you're doing that. Um, so the pure prohibition of sprinkling the water is only one of Shevus. And it is a mitzvah, and, uh, it is a mitzvah, and nevertheless it is permi- uh, prohibited on Shavuot. So you have to do it, but it's prohibited on Shavuot so because Shevus. So, too, the carrying of Pesach on the shore borders and outside the border remain prohibited, even though they are a mitzvah and prohibited due to Shevus. So, since this thing, sprinkling the purification waters, is only Shevus, and it is permitted on sh- prohibited on Shabbos, so, too, these other acts of Shevus should be prohibited.
kid. Omar lo, Rebbe Eliezer, Rebbe Eliezer responds to him, saying, Valea Ani, done. But in respect of that, I am arguing. He's saying something different. I'm arguing a little bit different. If slaughtering, which is labor, because we know it is, overrides Shabbos, it's not logical that sprinkling only Shabbos should also override Shabbos. So Rabbi Eliezer is pretty much just saying, like, okay, Rabbi Akiva, shouldn't uh, spring the water then override Shabbos too? So Rabbi Akiva responds to him, saying, um, <clears throat> oh my lord, Rabbi Akiva, oh, chiluf. If sprinkling of water for Ben and Shabbos and uh, does not, uh, he, uh, he's, uh, he's saying, or the opposite, he's saying, you could flip this scenario and it doesn't make sense either. Uh, he is saying, If sprinkling, which is forbidden as a Shavuot, does not override Shavuot, then slaughtering, which is normally forbidden, because the rights on account of Melacha, is it not logical that that should not override Shavuot? So Rabbi Akiva doesn't actually agree with, uh, he's just saying this, uh, to prove that Eliezer's point doesn't make sense. He is saying, so Eliezer is doing a bit of reverse psychology and is saying that, oh, so since we can't do this, we could do this melacha, we should also be able to do the shevus. So, but Rabbi Akiva is saying, so let's flip it away. So let's flip it around. So we can't do the shevus. We know we can't. So we also shouldn't be allowed to do this melacha. Why would we? But Rabbi uh Rabbi Akiva knows that you actually you have to do the Quran Pesach. He's just doing that to prove Rabbi are wrong. Oh my Lord, Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer says to him, Akiva, Akiva, Rabbi Akiva. Um, Okarta Mashikasa Torah. You're going against what it says in Torah. Ben Arbaim of Mado. You're saying at twilight, offering at set time. Um, Ben Bechol, Ben Shabbos, both on weekdays and on Shabbos. So, Rabbi Eliezer is just saying to Rabbi Akiva that you have to do in this step time regardless. You're going against what it says, even though Rabbi Akiva knows this. He's just using this argument um, to prove Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Eliezer wrong. <clears throat> um, Omar Lo, he says to him, the Rabbi, Rabbi, Havi Limoad Laelu Kamoad Lashrita. Give me an appointed time for these, as there is an appointed season for slaughtering. So Rabbi Akiva returns to the original argument. He goes back to the Torah, specifically mandates an appointed time for slaughtering of the Pesach offering. Hence, slaughtering overrides Shabbos. The other labors, the other melachos, are not specified in the Torah and do not override Shabbos. So the other labors that I was saying in the previous Mishnah. This is basically the end of, an ar- of the argument. So it ends and Rabbi uh, Akiva is giving a call now. So, call on my Rabbi Akiva. This is the principle we learn from this call. So, work which had which could be done on the eve of Shabbos does not override Shabbos. Um, shchita she'ifshar docha es So slaughtering, which cannot be done at the eve of Shabbos, 
does override Shabbos. So that's the end of that Mishnah, and that's the end of that long Machlokah. So now you're on the last Mishnah. So, when does one bring a festival peace offering with the Korban Pesach? So, festival peace offering, the Chagiga offering is done in addition to the Pesach offering. Um, well, during the Shloshu Regalim. Uh, or at least going up to uh, the temple. So, when the Pesach when the Pesach offering comes on a weekday, rather on a Shabbos Torah Uve Mu'at, and when it comes in a state of ritual purity, as opposed to when it has come in a state of impurity, because most of the community is impure, and when many people are registered for the Quran Pesach, so that each person will receive only a small portion of it, well, will receive only a small portion of it. Uvismashahu Vav Shabbos, uh, but when it comes on Shabbos in large amounts of the thing and in impurity, one does not bring the Chagiga with it. So I hope you all have an amazing day and I am sorry for the length of this uh, shear because the last Mishnah was very long. And I hope you all have an amazing day.